welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. This episode is sponsored by Bayer and Federated Insurance. All right, so here I am with the paint professor. Tell everyone your name and about your company. All right, uh, well, my name is Christian Vale. I'm the owner of the paint professor. Uh, currently, we are um, we're an interior and cabinet refinishing companies. That's what we specialize in, residential repaint uh, with an emphasis on site protection. Uh, currently, it's just me in the company. Uh, I've had a couple employees over the past couple or over the past year. Worked with some 1099 subcontractors, uh, but right now it's it's just me. And you have hired me, yes. Yeah, yeah. The hat, looking great with the the hat. And um, you know, for context, we've uh, me and our production lead Elijah have been down here a few days filming with you, doing a member profile in Florida, and it is uh, very very hot. Yeah. Here. I think we just survived a thunderstorm. For sure, for sure. Yeah, you guys did great. So, um, yeah, so one of the things I wanted to bring you on to talk about is about going to pro shows. I know that you were integral in the Sherwin-Williams pro show that happened here recently in Florida. Yeah. I think that there were, what, about a thousand people that showed up? Yeah, just shy of a thousand. Yeah, so take us through the event. What What is a pro show first and foremost? So... Typically, uh, it's a regional event um, that Sherwin-Williams, um, a manufacturer um, that they hold uh, in different areas, um, different markets, and it, it's just like a big expo. They have um, a ton of vendors, uh, new product uh, symposiums of you know what, what products that they're developing or what products that uh, their other uh, industry partners are developing, whether it's um, paintbrushes, rollers, um, other coding systems that Sherwin Williams does, doesn't make it as expressly, um, or even uh, different paint tools and things like that. What What was some of the standout items that you saw this year? Um, so for me, I'm a big tool junkie. Um, I I recently got bit by the Festool bug, um, and I fell in love with their system. Um, so I I have uh, one of their sanders. It's fantastic. It's definitely uh, worth the money uh, going from like a big box store sander to uh, a, a quality sander and then couple that with their dust extractor. It was fantastic. So I really geeked out at their booth. Um, but uh, standouts are always, you know, uh, the spray companies, Graco and Titan. Um, they always have a strong showing there. Um, and I was actually uh, in the role that I was playing at, at this uh, pro show here in Orlando. Um, I was next to the, the Uniflex, and it was really nice being able to, during some of my downtime, to hear about what they were uh, able to, w- what their product offerings were. Yeah, so you weren't just going on behalf of yourself as a contractor. You were also there for PCA as kind of like a member ambassador spreading the word about our yeah. organization. Mm-hmm. Um, what were some of the things that you heard as people like maybe came up to you and talked to you and you interacted about what PCA is all about? Well, it was really cool because not only um, was I able to be there to um, man the booth, 
uh, for PCA as a brand, a brand ambassador, uh, but Chris Moore from Elite Business Advisors was there, um, and in the afternoon he had three sessions that he was speaking directly to um, fellow painting contractors in my market uh, about finances and the things that Chris does best, um, and he had a symposium going on. Um, so it was nice to have him there, see a familiar face. Chris and I had touch base with each other um, at Expo, um, which was also here in Orlando uh, back in February, I think it was. Um, so that was really good to touch base with him. Um, but what I was able to find out um, was at the very beginning, uh, the regional manager uh, for Sherwin-Williams was doing a big presentation um, like while we were setting up our booths to all of the store reps and the store managers, the field reps and the store managers, and kind of giving a synopsis of what was going on. He gave PCA a shout out and, and said, you know, if, if your business is, or if your client is looking to grow their business and to do certain things along the lines of professionalism that they needed to come to the PCA booth and, and have a conversation um, and also to try to take advantage of um, one of the uh, limited seats for Chris's um, uh, symposium. Yeah, I think you make a very good point about that there's a lot of Sherwin-Williams reps there. Yeah. And that's a great opportunity to uh, get connected with your rep and form even a deeper relationship. I know that you have a great relationship with your rep. Mm -hmm. um, while we were filming here, he came out on a job site that we were at. Yeah. And um, kind of served as backup for you as you're advising the client Tell everyone a little, I know we're getting a little sidetracked from the pro show, okay. but I, I'm curious to see, like, I find it interesting when a rep from a manufacturer is really part of a team. Yeah. So tell everyone more. Yeah. So, so I, I think what it all stems to is like the heart of what the paint professor is. The paint professor isn't just a catchy name. Uh, really it has, it's, it's core is an education. Um, I felt that in my market, in order to differentiate myself from the chuck in a truck type painter, um, that I needed to have some value added services or value added offerings. What I was seeing a lot in my uh, trade experience, whether I, you know, if I was a carpenter and there was another painter on a job site or when I was a painter working for other guys, they wouldn't really explain to the customer why they were using a product they would just say this product is really good and leave it at that but the client at the end of the day if two companies are saying that the products that they're using are good then the price is really what it's going to come down to and they're commoditizing what they're doing um, so i knew for for me education was critical to listen to the client's needs to be able to hear that let them know this is the uh, objective the final piece that we can final product that we can deliver to you and and spell out hey this is the coding system that I would recommend because not all coding systems uh, are equal so with that in mind when I'm that's how I interact with my clients I'm all about education listening to their needs coming up with a solution and part of that in order to establish myself as an expert or to validate um, 
myself as the expert of what I'm, I'm doing, it's imperative that the manufacturer of the products that I'm using is able to, um, that I'm able to have that relationship with my rep, with my store managers, um, in, in order to be able to have them echo the things that I know to be true. And you know what I really love about the education piece of it is that client by client, you're, you're, you're teaching them about scientific type of stuff mm -hmm. and essentially raising the respect for the trade person by person. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think that that's critical um, in uh, and it really ties into the uh, objective or the focus of PCA right now with professionalization of the trades. Um, and that's really why PCA was uh, like a dog whistle to me because I was trying to invent all of these things on my own. Um, I, I formed my company before I even knew what PCA was, um, but it was just so nice to be uh, to become a part of an organization that is emphasizing this and wants our trade to be elevated. Um, when you think about in, in any, any of our markets, if you think about home services, the largest home service company in your area is more than likely a mechanical service, like an HVAC company, plumbing, electrical, something like that. Um, when you think of the most expensive, you're probably thinking of the same company uh, in, in that field. So why? what did they do to be able to demand the prices and that they're able to have and have the size of companies that they're able to have, yet in the painting industry, we cut our nose off to be able to please clients. The average paint company size is 1.5 employees, one full-time, which is typically the owner and uh, a part-time employee. What are the things that we can do as, you know, to, to kind of elevate and, and educate, it starts with education, um, whether we're educating our clients and raising the bar that way or educating ourselves to become a better employer or, uh, you know, educating our, uh, our employees to help bring them up as well. What has been some of the feedback that you receive when, you know, you kind of go in depth with the client and tell them and break everything down? What What is some of the stuff that they've said to you? Yeah, I, I think I think it's really important in the sales cycle uh, to first of all, establish what type of uh, client that you're dealing with. Um, you do that through open-ended questions, um, really geared towards, you know, is, what are their what are their pain points and what's the most important to them? Sometimes uh, are you know people who are giving me a call. It's just about timing. That's the most important thing to them. They don't care what it looks like when it's done. That's not really my ideal client. I know that there's someone in my market that's able to serve them. It's just not going to be me, and I have to be honest and not waste my time or waste their time uh, with that. Um, but through the education piece that I feel that I excel in, um, I'm able to speak to a client um, and let them know this is our process based on where the substrate is currently to how we want it to finish. This is the process that I can guarantee the results and stand behind my work. And the clients who find that to be uh, value those are the clients that I wind up closing on. 
And in a nutshell, you know, I've seen the work that you do. I've gone to some of the job sites and you work with more of a higher end clientele Mm -hmm. and they want a certain level of work done. They're coming out, looking at the work as after you're finished and you're saying, I did this because of X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Or here, when you hired a different contractor, the paint's failing because there's five coats on top right (laughs) um so really what what i'm gathering is taking this ownership of detail and knowledge is opening the door to one hire in client but also repeat business correct correct yeah i i would say um based on uh past data uh 80 of my clients are repeat and referral clients um and 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 that's huge that's caused me to be able to um, have a steady flow of business without spending uh, too much money out of pocket on marketing. Um, so really my, my biggest competition is who I was yesterday. Um, and, and that's how I, I've, I've been able to now look at how, how my business uh, is affected. So pop quiz, mm-hmm. before we go back to the pro show, okay. um, you know, the jig is up. We're at an Airbnb filming this. Yeah. I want you to kind of break down what's going on on this wall behind us um, because I didn't want people to think we're filming at one of your jobs. No, this is definitely not one of my jobs. Um, uh, so uh, the the miters, I don't want to beat it up too much, but this, this just, it wasn't done uh, to standards. Industry standards, which you can get from uh, PCA, uh, that, that book is available online. Um, but industry standard says that uh, a surface should be uh, an even coating from uh, uh, 39 inches away or a meter and in normal lighting. And granted, we have some uh, extra lighting for the podcast here, but even with just the normal room lighting, uh, this this coating would not pass industry standards. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to the pro show, you talked about, you know, how Sherwin-Williams and other manufacturers are showcasing some items. Mm -hmm. And then you're talking about um, some of the education. So you talked about Chris, talked about, you know, them talking to their reps and advocating for PCA. What are some of the other education pieces that were going on at the pro show? Um, Really, I think it's it's um, it's a platform for uh, busy uh, business owners and, and business managers uh, to be able to, from from their standpoint, to be able to see everything that's available or most of the things that are available from Sherwin-Williams at the Pro Show um, in, in one area to be able to see all the, the like I said, the new products, um, the new materials that are coming out, stuff that have been out that maybe they weren't aware of, um, maybe negotiate pricing, um, I know a lot of times the manufacturers um, will run specials on these pro shows and they always run that in line with a, a blue bucket sale, which is super, super good. Um, uh, from an educational standpoint, I think it's really up to the individual um, manufacturers and product demonstrators uh, for that education piece. Um, so a little bit of that burden falls onto the contractor to be able to uh, strike up a conversation and to be able to, um, you know, let them know what their pain points are, um, and and maybe if there's a solution that uh, that supplier is is offering. Um, we were in a unique position. Um, my, um, as you mentioned, my my field rep 
was actually on the committee for the Orlando Pro Show. Um, and he asked me if I thought that PCA would be a uh, would be willing to come out and, and run a booth. Uh, that they were looking for more more booths to offer since it'd been two years since the last pro show. Um, I I didn't know, um, so I, I said, "Hey, why don't I give you uh, a contact over at PCA?" So I had him call Marsha. Hey, Marsha, how you doing? Um, but um, I had him call Marsha, and apparently they had a conversation over the phone about the pro show. Um, and she said, "Hey, I have the perfect guy to run the booth for um, for us." I later then got a call um, and she's like, hey, they're running a pro show. I said, I know. They asked us to come. I know. We want you to run it. Well, I didn't know that. So um, I was super humbled that she thought of me um, to be uh, an ambassador for PCA. Um, and it was a really, really great experience. And I think from that connection um, is how uh, they wound up having Chris Moore uh, speak at it. Because typically having a seminar like that isn't a standard at most of, of the pro shows. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So um, it was uh, unique for Chris to come there. And he told me that it was a great event too. Yeah. So he enjoyed speaking before all those people. Now talk to me about when people were coming up to the PCA booth. I think that they thought that you were actually an employee. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was unique. Um, I kind of wanted to... Um, uh, I, so I've been a member of PCA for two years now, um, and I actually started listening to the Paint Ed podcast back in, excuse me, uh, 2018. Um, so it, it took me some time to realize that, hey, I need more than just listening to the podcast in order to grow my business and to get my business and my mindset where I want it to be. Um, but my my whole goal with speaking to people was obviously to talk about the benefits that you get with being a member in PCA, you know, with trade best practice series, uh, the elite business training that's going on, the podcast PCA Overdrive, and all of the the great resources that we have with that. Um, Ask a peer network. Um, there's just so many resources that we have. Um, even uh, they gave away um, as a gift. Um, or they had like raffles, um, they gave away the um, cost and estimating guide, oh, nice. which is a fantastic value on, you know, which helps to elevate our industry by charging the right price to begin with. Um, so we, uh, that's how I kind of approached it by talking about all these benefits. And then I waited till the very end to let the, uh, you know, my, my fellow, uh, persons or fellow contractors know that I believed in PCA so much. I'm not actually an employee of PCA. I'm a member. And I was asked to volunteer that day. And I believe in it so much that I said yes. And it was amazing to have these conversations with dozens of contractors um, that, that came to the booth. And they just, they're like defenses dropped once they realized that I wasn't employed by PCA and you know, being able to then talk about the benefits that it's given me and how I look at my business, um, you know, it, it was just really nice to have those conversations. Well, it does look like we're in another thunderstorm. So anyone that's listening to this or watching this and you hear rain, we are in a downpour, but we're just going to continue. Yeah. Um, so you were saying that 
you were selling PCA so well that they thought you were uh, an employee, but then you said, no, 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 no. I'm, uh, I'm just a member. Uh, I'm just advocating for PCA because this is what it's done for me. And these are all the resources that can help you. And their defenses drop because you're really not selling them anything. Right, right. And, and really when you look at the value um, of, take, of taking even partial advantage of a membership, because just signing up to be a member, it, it's not really gonna do anything. But I noticed for me, when, when I had my employees, for example, um, having them come through apprenticeship training and teaching them, you know, I was teaching them three days in the field. And then the first couple of weeks, I was actually part of their training was going through Trade Best Practice Series, elite business, elite um, uh, training for either interior or exterior. Uh, that was part of my uh, onboarding process. Um, uh, some feedback that I was able to get from directly from my employees was that they were able to, um, it was, it was more, it was a more systematic approach than sometimes we're able to deliver our apprentices in the field. As far as training goes, um, it was more detailed in, in the sense that, you know, my, I've been in the, in the trades for 20 years, you know, since my early teens. So there's a lot of things that I take for granted that I know that not everybody like just knows off the bat, you know, you know, something as simple as how to hold uh, a brush or how to clean out a brush, you know, those types of things that I take for granted, just having known them for so long um, that they really appreciated that we were kind of able to take a step back and they were able to then either uh, accomplish a task or uh, ask a question relating to a specific task that I hadn't gone over. And then the other thing that really um, I found that I found value as a business owner and the trainer was that everything that was in the training programs from PCA, it just validated and, and reemphasized everything that we were already learning in the field. So it, it was nice to be able to have that overlap that it was confirming that here is a painting organization that uh, has been around for a long time that I'm training in the manner that they, they saw was best. The other thing that I really like about your story is that, you know, currently you're a solopreneur because you're focusing on your family. You have a new child. Congratulations. Yep. Thank you. Um, and one of the things that I love about this is for some reason or another, uh, a lot of people think PCA is only for uber successful companies that have, you know, 10 or more employees. You know, and here you are being a solopreneur, going at it yourself, but you're still finding value. So maybe let the listeners know, why does PCA have value for everybody? Yeah, so I, I think really um, where that value comes from is is just being honest with yourself because success takes on um, many roles I, I personally feel that the word success has more definitions than any other word in the dictionary because what success means to me is different from you which is different from the dozens of contractors that i personally had um, uh, interaction with at the pro show uh, in orlando so like success means something different for all of us we really have to figure out a way to uh, or, or figure out a process, how to be honest with ourselves, look at the end, figure out what we want to achieve and kind of reverse engineer that. 
Um, and sometimes you have to take a step back in order to take those steps forward. Trying to grow a company or a business or selling a product even that is not making money doesn't make any sense. You know, it's like uh, trying to use uh, a roller that has a rock in it, no matter how much you kind of like roll that out or it has some grass clippings if you're outside, no matter how many times you roll that out, that grass clipping is always gonna mar the finish as you're, you know, going down the wall. It's the same that's true for our businesses. If we're running a business that's not profitable, that's not culture centric, that's not about growing our employees and looking at people as the solution to our problems, not as the problems themselves, then what are we really growing? We're like going, trying to push uphill. So for me, I knew I had to take a step back and it, the timing just wound up being perfect for me to be able to take a step back, work on some of those backend processes, really rethink about what type of company, what type of employer I wanted to be in order for me to be able to take steps forward in the future. And, and I, I really feel that from the communications, uh, some of the mentorships that I've been able to um, engage with uh, from directly from PCA, uh, with the Ask a Peer Network, with the podcast, I keep going back to those because I'm a podcast junkie. Um, that's really helped um, get me in that process that taking a step back intentionally is still success because I know it's launching me, it's lining me up to take the steps forward in the future. Yeah, it's similar to like, are you familiar with like in law school, before you go to law school, you have to take a test called like the LSAT or something. Right. And there's basically like seven types of questions and they just ask the same over and over again. And one of them is like a matrix type of thing. And it takes a long time to set up your matrix. Mm -hmm. But once you have it set up and you're answering the questions, you just rattle them off like that. Okay. And that's basically what I see you doing is you're setting up your matrix, your chessboard, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, before you go back out there so that you have everything where it should be so that nothing falls through the cracks in the future. Well, it, it's kind of like this. If I'm, if I'm growing my company, and one, one way that you can grow is go from, uh, you know, as far as applications to go from just rolling and dipping into a bucket to getting a sprayer. Is it more effective for me to do the research and build my own sprayer by getting all the hoses and, and the motor and the electrical wiring and, and the, the chassis for it to move on? Or am I better set to just buy one from Graco Titan or any of those manufacturers. What's a better use of my time? Okay, so the power just went out. Yeah, we'll that was a to, brownout. That we'll have to restart. All right, and we're back. We just had a blackout. Because brownout. Of brownout yeah. because of the storm. Uh, but we're gonna continue on yeah. here. Um, so it's that time of the, year in Florida. Exactly. And the rule is in Florida, if you don't like the weather, just wait about five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, let's uh, kind of go back to the, the pro show. Oh, we've been going in a few different directions here. But what, um, 
And the reason why I want to talk about the pro shows because it's not exclusive to Florida. Right. They have pro shows all over the country. And I want to encourage people to go to these. And so what are some of the benefits about going um, in a nutshell? Um, so from being a, a contractor, um, a lot of times, many times, it's in a, it's, they do it in a really cool place. Ours was actually held at Drive Shack. Um, the, the golfing experience. Uh, so they had two floors. They rented out the whole building. Um, they had two floors that were just dedicated to guys swinging golf clubs and hitting the ball as far as they could. Um, they have uh, raffles. Um, so every uh, vendor that's there, uh, including PCA, uh, we gave away uh, cost and estimating guide, which is valued at almost uh, $400, I believe, last time I checked. Um, which great tool to use, uh, but there's a lot of different um, raffles that go on, free food. Um, they also have like at, at ours, they had a big giveaway that they were giving away. Uh, I believe it was a, a pickup truck um, that if they had a putting contest to give away a pickup truck. Um, so there's a lot of benefits like that, but even beyond that, there's networking. It's so nice to be able to see um, fellow tradesmen, fellow craftsmen, fellow business owners that I've worked with in the past and be able to kind of talk to them in a more relaxed setting that we're not in the hustle and bustle of, you know, trying to complete a job or what have you, uh, to be able to see my friends in the industry, make new friends and exchange business cards and, and, and talk to them. Um, and really, uh, the experience that I've had is with the uh, store managers and the field uh, reps that they have there, like they come in the numbers, they really roll out the red carpet for everybody. Um, so they want to make sure that they're understanding what the pain points in your business are right now. If there's any of the vendors that they can point you to the direction, if not, they kind of just kind of walk with you sometimes and, and they'll, uh, you know, let you know, Hey, this is here, this is there. What are these, what things are of interest to you? So they can kind of make sure that you're, you're getting at least one fantastic benefit, um, to make your either business grow or to make your business a little bit easier. Now, did you leave with any swag yourself? Um, I did. The shirts that they had this year were fantastic. It was like the uh, moisture wicking uh, type material and uh, the way that they had the lettering on it was was really, really good. Um, I was kind of based at the, the PCA booth as a brand ambassador. Um, I, I try to take that as seriously uh, as possible and really be able to uh, speak to as many of my uh, fellow craftspersons, fellow business owners as I could, uh, because I truly see the benefit of uh, being a member of PCA. And, you know, before we bring this to a close, uh, off camera, you were telling me that, you know, membership is only as good as you put your effort into it, right? Mm -hmm. And then on the same side of it is you were telling me that every member also has a responsibility to promote PCA and talk about what we're doing for the industry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the way, like I, like I said, the, the way that it all started was because I was always advocating to my rep, letting him know the benefits of uh, PCA uh, and why, how I found value in it. And that's what kind of got this train moving of him asking PCA to be uh, 
represented there and for me being asked to represent PCA. Um, so really it, it falls onto all of us. Uh, P PCA is a nonprofit organization. Um, you know, the, the members, it's all run by, uh, you know, typically member contributions. So, so really I am PCA. Uh, so it's my responsibility uh, just as much as it is the marketing arm of PCA to be able to promote and what better promotion is there to say, um, this is my company, this is where I'm at today, and I got here today because I took advantage of the resources that are available. And I think really everybody who is a member should absolutely take advantage of um, all the tools that PCA has to offer um, to really uh, um, help with that focus of professionalization in our industry. Um, because the more contractors, the more business owners that we have that are focused on that, you know, uh, a hundred watt light bulb can light a room, but a hundred watt la laser can cut through steel. And the difference between that is the same amount of energy, but it's the focus. If we all focus, we can achieve so much greatness together um, by, by focusing on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I know that next week is my first week at your uh, job as your apprentice, um, but I'm already going to have to request a week off. Oh, okay. So is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you so much yeah. for being on PCA Today and for being such an advocate for us. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for um, all the content that you guys have been producing um, and, and for, for considering me for this. So I appreciate it. All right. Take care. Painted podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.